Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where the Orchard of Wisdom shows are at your fingertips. It ignites your soul, your heart, your spirit, your mind, and your body with illumination from people who have made the journey before you. They're here now to help you on your journey, on your path of self-discovery. We are funded by you, the audience, and the people we interview. If you wish to support us, please go to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com and press on our Fund Action button. Anything is appreciated. We would like you to sit back and enjoy the shows. Here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Quantum Spirituality, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Leslie Mitchell Clark, hypnotherapist regression for ultra um extra ultra terrestrial contact yes it's a big mouthful there we're going to be talking <laughs> about ufology hypnotherapy hypnotic regression uh, people who have had contact with people with the extraterrestrial which more of us have than wish to admit and we're going to be discussing how she uses these skilled beautiful regression techniques with individuals who believe they've had this extra ultra terrestrial contact or other experiences with high strangeness. What is ufology and this particular use of hypnotherapy and hypnotic regression? How do we identify it? Well, we're going to be finding that all about today. Someone with, uh, is, is it an experience with someone with mental illness? Could be so-called encounters be delusionals? Or could they be just experienced, you know, hypnotic experiences, sleep paralysis? We're going to discuss all of that today because this is really, truly fascinating. You know, um, are the hybrid children out there? Do we really have contact with ET? Uh, so much to learn. And it's a fascinating topic because really, if more of us admitted it, we would actually say we are, we've either had contact or we've seen a UFO or we've had some experiences that we can't explain. But not many people want to talk about it because of their stigma to go with it. So welcome to the show, Leslie. Let's Let's go into the twilight zone. All right. Where, where's your little where's your little tinfoil chapeau? I've got <laughs> For a lot of oh. people, this is just, you know, too far out there. But mm -hmm. for us to think we are the only people in the universe would be rather sad when you look at us as a species. We hope there is yeah. more intelligence in the universe. Oh goodness, uh, yes. And like I call Earth the kindergarten you know, where we come yeah. to learn. And yeah. uh, there is so much more out there. Mm -hmm. And I really do believe that the presence is going to be more and more made known mm -hmm. because they need to save us. <laughs> they do. And, you know, we have, and first of all, thank you so much for having thank me you. on the program. It's just a delight to, to chat with you and especially to be able to maybe, you know, demystify some mm -hmm. of these things that we're going to talk about and to really bring a, um, a, a kind of a common sense mm -hmm. approach to all of this, because really we're just, we're talking about a world, our world with, that has global amnesia. Mm -hmm. We have forgotten 
our origins. We have forgotten our interactions with each other. We have forgotten how civilizations came and went during the great uh, physical cataclysms that the earth has endured, whether it was meteors or ice ages or, or biblical floods, you know, what, whatever it may be, we have rebooted a few times. And so when people say, you know, are there hybrids walking about? You know, the first thing that I have to say is we are the hybrids. <laughs> yes, we are yes. the hybrids, and I'm I'm you know very interested and involved in ancient archaeology, and and uh, you know I am of the belief system that we are the result of um, you know either some panspermia or some very directed um, some very directed um, efforts to upgrade us from whatever the most evolved indigenous life form was 650,000 years ago, 650 million years ago, I'm sorry. And um, so, you know, we may be talking about, you know, our origins are, are, you know, we have reptilian DNA in our brains, our origins, we definitely, I'm not anti-evolution, but I think that probably the highest form of natural evolution in our world would be something like, you know, the Denisovans or or the Neanderthals. They were just coming into awareness. And um, in fact, you know, Zachariah Zachariah Sitchin in his translations of um, the ancient Sumerian scrolls says that, you know, Enki, who was just a man, uh, uh, they had decided, he and his people had decided to begin this this um, breeding program for um, uh, you know, labor, essentially. And yes. what he did is he looked around and he found a group of proto-humans that, were, that displayed compassion. Mm-hmm. And that's what drew him to those particular beings, whether they were Denisovans or any of these other new, extremely ancient uh, proto-humans that we're discovering. So suddenly we have the leap to Homo sapiens sapien. And, and, you know, we, so it's very interesting to me that, that in our great amnesia, um, we are only just beginning to acknowledge maybe who we are and that it's possible that we have genetic material that is in the process of turning on or that we haven't utilized as yet. So uh, you're absolutely right. When you talk about people are telling me, you know, clients and colleagues alike that things feel as if they're speeding up. Mm -hmm. And um, I think although time isn't really real, you know, right. it's, an, it's an agreement. It's a human it's, concept, yes. It's not linear. It's no. uh, maybe more like an onion, but <clears throat> I think certain timelines do become invigorated because after all, as you pointed out so astutely, I mean, this is the cruel school. I mean, mm. we are here to learn and to engage and also to help others. Yes. So there are many light workers here with tremendous amounts of compassion who are having experiences on a daily basis and have been experiencing things since they came into this world as part of a agreement. I, I believe it's a universe of free will. And again, this plays into probably, you know, my work and others work with not only past life regression, but interlife regression, mm-hmm. which determines the course of what we call the present life. And I, I maintain that those of us that are doing what we are doing, including very much yourself, disseminating information, we're the midwives of disclosure. Yes. 
And yes. that's that's the title of my not my next book, but the one after that, Midwives like of that. Disclosure. <laughs> and um, so we're all here. We're here by choice. We're here to help uplift. And um, I think, you know, many people ask me, forgive me for blabbing on, but many okay. people ask many people ask me if there are if there is all this contact going on, what are the ETs looking for? Why is it happening? What do they want? If they're superior, they could come in and just kick us off, kick us to the curb. Well, I think that what what is happening, and as the veils become thinner, as we begin to evolve, as everything like begins to vibrate at a higher rate, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it is now much more possible for communication. I think it's a lot of effort for some beings to, uh, you know, use what I like a step down transformer, you know, to well, slow no, their. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a big deal. It's it's not easy. And so no. if if beings are going to communicate with with earth. We need to rise up, or uh, this, the, this, the next best thing would be to work with human beings who genetically are already awakened yes. and are already capable of telepathy and such. Mm. And there are many, 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 many. light workers. Yeah. I it's have to ridiculous. jump in. I have to yes, jump, jump. I do. Jump I do. In, oh, jump. So much I want to say. <laughs> jump agree, away. I agree, 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 agree. Um, <laughs> you know, I, about five years ago, I was given the saying from the universe, the universe is going to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up, to change it up and grow up, grow up vibrationally, but also grow up mm -hmm. as a human race. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're, we're still very much in a shake up stage, but many people have stepped up and changing it up, right? It is happening. But the beautiful thing is, as you said, they can't really connect with us and really help us until we're at a higher vibration. And that's the invitation right now for us to rise up. And what is the rising up in compassion, yes. right? kindness, caring, mm -hmm. uh, collaboration, mm -hmm. you know, that co is co cohesiveness. It mm -hmm. is love, the vibration of love. And when we're up mm -hmm. at that frequency, now they can actually communicate and guide us. But while Indeed. we're at a lower vibration, it's they just can't reach us there. So it's up to us to to rise up. And I think that um, since certainly since 2012, we've been seeing every year the volume turned up on us mm -hmm. uh, more and more and more every year. And, you know, we get these pandemics, we get these wars. And this is kind of the human condition where the humans, I think we're seeing so much violence and so much um outrage right now from the people who know the change is coming they can feel it yeah. but they're unwilling to rise up because oh they're scared they're scared they're, they're scared they really are shitless. Yes. they are yeah i and, i couldn't agree more and so you know in it is a choice that we all have to make that's what we're here for um i know i came here many eons ago i know i was a blue species and i came here to ignite the hearts and souls of humanity mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. connect to the universe i've done that in every lifetime i've been persecuted mm -hmm. torn courted you named it you know been through the whole works me too it, right and it, it hurts yes <laughs> but this lifetime was for me to come back into my empowerment because this lifetime at this time and we are at a beautiful age Mm -hmm. of that growing up, of that rising up. And this is where I feel that um, the extraterrestrial inside of us is rising up and where we will actually see the actual beings you know, bring themselves forward and be accepted. 
and yes. the, the change is happening. You know, a resistance is futile. Yeah. But when every change, when people don't want to change because they're afraid of it, they're the ones that will make the most noise, will do the most drastic things. But oh, you yeah. can't stop this. This energy is already in gear. You can't stop Absolutely. this. It's, it's, it's on its way. It's get with the, you know, get on the train or get left behind. Yeah, well, absolutely true. And there are, in fact, more enlightened people on the planet than unenlightened. Yes. We crossed a threshold, a balance point mm. uh, during one of the great, you know, planetary um, uh, configurations that happened. You know, we and we we are there are more of us that are in tune than not. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard uh, and again, you know, for many of my, you know, my clients are the ones who are so in tune and plugged in and they come through the information. I'm just a, you know, like a guide or something, mm -hmm. but they, what I, you know, what I'm hearing are a couple things. First of all, that, you know, we're dealing with many, many species, most of which are benevolent. Yeah. Uh, you know, like any group of, of intelligent life, uh, like we have just on this planet, there are always going to be some some unenlightened uh, being, disgruntled <laughs> beings. And in fact, you know, I think that these um, some of the things that have happened uh, politically and such have been a, a great help. And I'm going to speak as an American for a moment. Mm -hmm. I'm from New York City. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't even want to talk about the T word, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the meat puppet that was, uh, uh, you know, violating the Oval Office. But it's right. the narcissism. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. But what that did mm, is as an American, <laughs> it showed me where, you know where the 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 racists are mm. congregating their lack mm. of education mm -hmm. lack of mm -hmm. lack of uh, lack of nutrition even right. yes. because if you've ever been to the american south you would be very startled maybe by the way that people eat there yeah it's it's quite alien from how i was raised by my irish grandparents mostly right. it's quite alien and it's mass they eat massive amounts of carbs and sugar and god knows what else so yeah. we have a whole these people desperately need help and need mm. to be enlightened and we know we have to go in and begin educating people without spewing hatred because right. now we know uh I would have never, if, if you had asked me before the whole Trump, if you had asked me, are there still active, you know, mm. clans, people and all this stuff, going, I would have said, no, that's, you know, well, mm. there you go. Mm. And it is a universe of free will and it is a planet of free will, as you said. And yes. I have also heard um, from a number of clients channeling information that uh, planet Earth is, in fact, unique in in the scope of uh, civilizations in our corner of the galaxy in that we do have such an incredibly diverse um, collection of souls. Yes. You know, I mean, we have we have sociopaths and murderers and the worst possible felons. And we have the Dalai Lama and Martin yes. Luther King. And yes. I mean, it's we have an incredible yeah. hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. Yeah. So yes. it's fa it's fascinating, I think. I, and, you know, but, the, but it's about the, the balance, isn't it? It is about the yes, balance. It's, it's like what you feed will grow. And, you know, and I think for, for many people, you know, there's two things. There's love and there's fear. 
Now, yeah. love is a higher vibration where you do not want to do harm to anyone else because it will harm you to do so. Yes. And fear is something I don't know, I don't understand, so therefore I'm going to hate it or take violence mm -hmm. out on mm -hmm. it. Or, or, you know, I'm going to get you before you get me because I don't understand. I'm in the fear yeah. zone. It, it, it comes down to a choice is that we're always afraid of something until we understand it. If you don't make an effort to try and understand, to get the knowledge, then mm -hmm. you're always going to be in a state of fear. And yes. that, and all you need is someone to push that fear button and hysteria, a tornado, a oh, hurricane yeah. happens. And then yeah. people have forgotten what the original fear was. Oh, yeah. Once you start leaching adrenalines and corticosteroids into your system, you're off to the races. Yes. Re reactivity has happened. Mm -hmm. So and and you're right. Fear, in fact, you know, I, you couldn't have put it more succinctly than, you know, what I do, how I see myself is a person who does everything they can do to eliminate fear mm -hmm. so that experiences can be processed and integrated into the whole person. Yes. Fear is how we stay in stasis. Yeah. And now, and I believe with every cell of my being that you know, the people that are reacting in racist ways and all these mm. things, this, this is all fear-based material. And, you know, really poor people were made to feel that their little piece of whatever was going to be taken from them. Right. And they yes. were, and they came to believe that and, yeah. and they were afraid I'm afraid. So you look different than I am. Yeah. You must be responsible. You know, right. it's, it's just the old thing. Yeah. Yes. It's an old program that really needs to be deleted. Mm -hmm. Right. And you, how can you insert a new program with an old program that's so utterly entrenched? Indeed. So there it comes down to each and every one of us as part of our life's journey is to be responsible, to look at that old program and going, is it serving me? Yeah. Is this living in this state of fear? constantly serve me uh, can i be creative can i evolve can i step into and trust love mm -hmm. it's no to all of that if you're in that old programming so it's somewhere along the line people have to step out of that programming and say no i cannot be here anymore mm -hmm. what fear is it is it's societal fear that's been imposed mm -hmm. upon me it's mm -hmm. ancestral fear it's past mm -hmm. lives fear mm -hmm. it's dna fear and at some point you've got to go i cannot i'm saturated yeah. I cannot take this, this fear zone anymore because why is it even worth living if I'm living constantly in a state of fear? Oh, so yeah. we have to be willing, and that's part of our beautiful journey to discover how strong, how courageous, how many abilities we have, is to go through the process of deprogramming and allowing so openly and willingly to be what is the knowingness yes. to come through us, but the knowingness can't come through a closed heart and it cannot come from a fear-based body. Right. You are absolutely right. And this aspect of fear that we're discussing right now, I must say, you know, of course, not only do I do this regression work, but I do a tremendous amount of what you would call just mainstream hypnosis, helping mm -hmm. people with various problems. And I have never seen more fear-based behavior yeah. in this past couple of years. And, and of course, much of this is, you know, the world situation, but, yeah. but people are coming out on the other side. 
Right. And they're and they're kicking anxieties to the curb that they yes. may have had since they were, you know, 10 years old. So mm. we can't once we become once we achieve awareness, we can mm. shut down, we can disrupt any old programs yes. and we can replace them with new, fresh neural pathways. And that's how it works. You, and and in, in hypnosis, we always say you can't take something out without putting something else in. Right. So that's really, again, we're talking, you know, we're really talking about balance. And one thing I did also want to mention is taking responsibility. Yes, yes, yes. When yes. we, you know, when, especially when now, again, in my stupidity, you know, when people were talking about, you know, we must use respectful terminology. Yes, 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 I agree. I've never offended anyone, blah, blah, blah. So then I really started to reexamine things that I may have done, which showed either my white privilege or racial bias. And I remembered that years ago in Summerstock as an actress, we did a production of You Can't Take It With You, which is an old Moss Hart uh, play at George Kaufman and Moss Hart. And there are two uh, servants in the household named Donald and Reba. And I was, we were in the middle of the United States and there wasn't a black person for miles and two actors played those parts in blackface. Oh, yes. And I never <laughs> thought anything of it. No, nope. never thought. Nope. I, I never thought, well, why we were so, so close the to Chicago, show. Minneapolis, we could have brought yeah. in two actors. Yes. And, and I just said, oh, OK, we don't have a black actor. We're just going to do that. Well, next, let's get some eye tapes if we do, you know, flower drum song. That kind of thing went on constantly. Right. And then I also, you know, recalled that later, and this is my white privilege, not Mm -hmm. I, I was a very busy singer in Los Angeles and worked mostly in nice hotels near the airport. And it was not written, but we knew that they would not hire black musicians. And this is in the 80s. Right. This is this is in the 1980s. And so I would go in there with my all white band and we would do all funky dance mm -hmm. material that was from black artists. And right. I just thought, well, that's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, so we have to, and I was, we have to, you know, those Own are just two yeah. examples. I, I, but, that, but, but that comes the, into the societal conditioning. Once you know that's wrong, right? Now you can change it. But if, oh, yeah. if it's something we've grown up with until somebody says, I'm offended, Mm -hmm. Oh, this is crass. So this is just not acceptable. Have you thought about it from this point of view? We mm -hmm. don't because society accepted it. We accepted it. Yes. Right. Because I what are we doing, especially when we're young? We're trying to fit in. Yes. We're trying to be a, you know, a part of society. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was already a freak enough. Oh, so, yeah. so, you know, it's, you know, trying to be what society wanted to me the best I could be, which, you know, didn't work at all. I always seem to let everybody down because I couldn't be what they wanted to be. But we do try and do what the norm is to fit mm -hmm. in without looking at the norm. You know, at some point we step back and we look at that norm and go, hey, why am I so busy trying to fit into that mm -hmm. when it's a crock of lies or it shouldn't be the norm in the first place? Then we just go to the theater department. <laughs> 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 when all else fails yeah. oh man but you're 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 completely right now i think that with the increase of compassion because when we are sensitive to people's feelings whether it's racial or religious or that increased sensitive sensitivity to their feelings is is simply 
a, a side effect of evolved compassion. Yes. So being sensitive and, and you can go right into somebody's feelings if you want and feel how they feel. We have that ability. We could all be empaths and we all are to a certain, whether people deny it or not, every human on this planet has empathic and telepathic ability. Whether it's, it's just, switched on or not. Whether it's switched on and of course yeah. some people, you know, it's like anything else, like musical ability. Yeah. Everybody can pretty much carry a tune, but you know, how many people, you know, become uh, Tchaikovsky? Yes. So it's, there are varying skill levels, mm. but everybody can start from where they start. And just by reducing anxiety, yeah, you yes. are able to get peace and then think and then maybe meditate and then maybe connect and heal and sleep mm. better and mm. and eat better and i'm not i'm not pushing any dietary regime but i i think that um i think that it's all part of the same thing we have to love and respect ourselves by feeding ourselves the the best food that we can that's yes. nutritious and healthy that's all vegetables folks vegetables they're not out to get you they're delicious no, they're so good <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know i think as we said the tide is turning and we couldn't stop it if we wanted to it's yeah. already the momentum is going i've been doing this near on 10 years now and you know even 10 years ago when we would discuss this it would still be something that was a bit out there you know, mm -hmm. and now, you know, it is a it is a forefront and more and more people are discussing. And I think that's actually the gift of podcasting, because, oh. you know, we can speak our truth. We haven't got, yes. you know, somebody at the top of the media company saying, no, 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 you can't say Not that. Really. You know? Not really. You know, as long as it's within respect obviously, mm -hmm. um, we can we can speak our truth and it's up to people whether they're going to accept it or not, you know, and it, whether they believe it or not, even just hearing it as a seed being planted. Well, mm -hmm. what if, what if, what if there Indeed. is something to this? Uh, what if I start seeing people differently? You know, I mean, you know, I yeah. love, I love the men in black, you know, the yeah. first movie when they said, oh yeah, that one's from, you know, and that one's from that world. And it, it was just, it just kind of, although it was funny, you suddenly started looking at people differently and think, okay, yeah. which role are you from? I know, <laughs> you know, and it must be like that. I've, I've heard many people, different people describe to me a real kind of Gene Roddenberry-esque yeah. uh, United Federation of Planets. Yes. It's not yes. called that, but there is an association yes. of evolved beings mm -hmm. that work together. In fact, I don't know if you recall, there's a lovely gentleman, he passed away not very long ago, uh, named Paul. Paul Hellyer. And he was uh, for some long time the Minister of Defense in Canada. And he was also a, uh, a Premier of Ontario. So he was involved in Canadian politics for decades and decades. And as Minister of Defense, of course, he was in on uh, I don't know if uh, the U.S. I don't know if Canada is quite as deeply enmeshed in the secrecy and the, all of the, as as the U.S. is, but I suspect it's similar. Mm -hmm. But um, he told me that, um, and this let's see, how long ago was this now before he passed? I'm going to think he's been gone about three years, maybe. And he said, to his knowledge, from what he knew right then, the Canadian government was engaging with and had agreements with and diplomatic, you know, relations with at least 80 different species. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, we are talking about, you know, the beings that I hear about yes. in, you know, all of these many sessions and many are, are quite diverse. Now, very commonly, um, we are engaging with Pleiadians and Lyrans and Arcturians and, the, and, and these beings sometimes look so much like us that there's just no distinguishing and they absolutely can come here and live here if they want right. they they're they're not so much about they're almost in the same kind of density that we are they're just mm -hmm. a little bit ahead right and um and so uh, there's a lot of that uh we now the um i hear about insectoids who contrary to the rather disturbing idea to me and to many people of, of, you know, large human eight foot tall insectoids, but these beings are like pure love, mm. which is why, and they are considered the geneticists of the universe. And, and so often in childhood encounters, the insectoid beings are involved because they are so skilled and because they exude this compassion, but they always disguise themselves. They don't want the kids to see them right. because they understand how, you know, disturbing that would be. Um, we, there are many. Or comforting. Or comforting. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so there's that. There are, there are all kinds of reptilians. Mm. Most of them are good and there are some real nasty ones, but they're more or less confined to off-world pods. Mm. You know, they don't, they're not really involved actively in they're not really interested in communicating with us you know why would they be but some some um reptilians are very uh humanoid like and are very involved so again you can't judge anyone really by by their looks now it's most of the time uh, the beings that people encounter and have experiences with often life lifelong experiences with are in the humanoid ballpark. You know what I mean? Two legs, yes. two yes. arms, you know, it's, you know, and, and, you know, relatable. Yes. Um, now there are farther out beings. Yes. There are aquatic beings. There are, uh, there are beings that are so highly evolved that they Absolutely. don't really have physical mm. bodies. Yeah. So th there are all kinds, there's all kinds of life. The universe is teeming, yes. teeming with life. And, yeah. um, and so just, we're the kindergarten, you know, we are, we're, we are we're here to learn. Yes. They're waiting for us to get up to that level where, where we would be embracing of them. I know. Right. You know, um, if you're down at that lower vibration, you know, and you see an alien, you, you're going to immediately get out the guns and start shooting when you're yeah. up a higher level. It is like, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. A, and there's a, where is our vibration? There's a lot of that. And, and one of the joyous things about helping people recover their memories is what they don't know is scaring them. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Once, oh, yeah. the, once the truth is revi revealed and, and in fact, the, the reality that these people are very special and have been in fact chosen or made their own choice to be yeah. there. Yes. And or both. So um, yeah. it's it's a wonderful thing when those memories are recovered mm. and um, and they are, in fact, you know, benign and, and uplifting. And many, um, many experiencers I have found are almost leading uh, multiple lives. Now, here we get into more of an interdimensional kind of quantum mm 
thing mm -hmm. because I don't know how it's really possible energetically for these people to do what they do, but they do. Yes. They go to sleep and um, uh, if you want to use the term astral projection, but it seems like it's more of a psychophysical body that comes out. I, I'm not exactly sure, but some aspect of themselves is able to be uh, just projected by thought, yes. usually to a craft or a large craft where they have some kind of task where they're working on some kind of amazing thing. And they're just walking about with people who I assume are oscillating at that lighter like, vibration yeah. so everybody sees kind of the same so i uh, one must wonder how many of these beings are in fact in a sleep stage in their dense bodies and are projecting some of them are some of them i believe are using what we would call holographic technology right yeah uh, so yeah. we see you know all of that uh, kind of stuff and um now ine inevitably and i i know that some of your uh, at least some of your viewers and 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 followers um, are going to ask about negative experiences. Uh, before we go there, though, I want oh. to address the other. Um, oh. You know, there was a beautiful movie, Doctor Strange, and there's a wonderful yes. scene there where she pushes him out of his body and says, what do you think you are, just matter? Right? Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, for, oh, finally, it's been addressed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's being addressed and that you can go anywhere and do anything outside of the matter. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, that is how I've always felt kind of weighed down by my matter. And I've always felt that it's very, very hard to be a human. Um, I, the realization of what I was, I always knew I was different, but the realization of what I was only came to me around about 12, 15 years ago. Um, and a few past life experiences started coming. I know I was always here, as I said, to ignite the heart and souls. That's what I, I elected to stay behind and do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and it's but it's also um taken its toll on me obviously because of the persecution of what humans do to each other mm -hmm. um but the actual as you said the traveling leaving the body um you know i very often just go up into space where you you know everything can know nothing feel everything and feel nothing it's just mm -hmm. you know just the Ah, a wonderful feeling that there aren't any words to it to enjoy, but also the dimensional travel. Um, and I, I was a very sickly child growing up. So a lot of mine was left alone a great deal for many hours and hours, weeks on end. And so I used to just leave. I either played with dead people or went off into other dimensions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've always done that. Uh, and it's for me, it was always, well, why can't other people do that? Why do they not? You know, why am I odd? Why, why is nobody talking about this? And as you said, the fear of it, you know, that was that yeah. there. Wasn't enough knowledge, wasn't enough people speaking about it. But mm -hmm. as the volume has been turned up more and more and more, people like myself and those a great deal more advanced, they have ascended from, you know, from their restraints and mm -hmm. now have stepped into their beautiful work of what they're here to do. And the essence and the vibration of them is received before even they enter the room. And mm -hmm. the work that they're doing is so illuminating that it is, it is penetrating those that are all looking and seeking for something. And so they're waking up, you know, people are waking up, they don't know what they're waking up to. Right? They just know that this feeling is different or that they're, suddenly they're seeing things differently or, or they're feeling things differently. And it's beautiful to see. And that's what we need to nurture and get to that other side. Um, 
and you're going back to what you were saying about uh, you know taking earthlings as slaves quite essentially there was a wonderful person mm -hmm. I had a, who conduit wrote a book about Atlantis and how Atlantis fell and mm -hmm. how actually they did use the humans for that and then there was a human revolution and Atlantis fell because of it um, and you know you look at the elves and the Lord of the Rings it's the time of man you know but look what man has done <laughs> man has really that's right screwed it up I and know so I, and going to your point now of the ba bad experiences, you know, I've been body snatched, you know, where an entity came in, it took four people to hold me down as I'm riling on the bed. Um, but I was dabbling at that time without protection. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in and out of, of different worlds and I didn't have the protection and I was absorbed. But that was somebody who had passed over and mm -hmm. um, managed to get rid of it, obviously. But it's if we're not open to these kind of experiences, we don't have to understand it all. Mm -hmm. We just have to admit that we've had an experience or we're open to the good experience. And I know a lot of people, well, I don't want to get body snatched. I don't want to go there. No, if you're at a higher vibration, I got body snatched because I was dabbling without protection. Yeah. Right. I was going into too many worlds and I was also quite sick at that time too. And mm -hmm. so my lower, my vibration was too low which made mm -hmm. me a victim. Mm -hmm. If you raise that vibration, then you're, you're going to meet the good ones. Right? Yes. Well, there are opportunistic entities. Mm. There are. And I'm kind of one of these people as above, so below. Mm -hmm. um, I, I <clears throat> think that what we, from what I have heard, what we refer to as, as heaven or where we go when we, you know, leave this dense physical body, um, that realm uh, is accessible to evolved beings. Mm -hmm. They can go in and out and yes. they can sit on councils, yes. uh, which everybody has to go through. And in fact, you know, when I do, you know, an interlife regression or past life regression and people go to their councils, um, very often the unique people that I work with um, have councils that have beings on them that are not quite human. Yeah. Uh, in, in that respect, it's not unusual to see a long skulled being <laughs> mm -hmm. or, or a, a blue being. They have copper, you know, blood, copper blood um, based blood. They're blue. Uh, it's not unusual to see. And they're not dead. They no. have living energy. Yes. They simply are able to exist in that realm where we all exist, where are where we live, mm -hmm. our home, when we shed this dense um, manifestation. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, we're hungry for it. I mean, look at all the space movies, right? I mean, why was Star Trek so popular? It's because mm -hmm. of the message. Why was Star Wars, may the force mm -hmm. be with you, right? Mm -hmm. The energy force be with you. Mm -hmm. uh, the force of truth and love and caring mm -hmm. be with you. Mm -hmm. And we, we're fascinated with all of these space movies because we are looking for these answers. Of course, mm -hmm. you know, what it always is is that we have to turn on an alien right and you know <laughs> obliterate it because you know let's you know let's face it uh, you know human societies let's shoot first and ask questions later mm -hmm. you know and we've got to get over that you know because that is your own insecurity that is your own fear that you are projecting yeah. um and if we rise up to that higher frequency we're a are protected and we're never alone 
that's the thing we are never, never alone those, never those forces of energy are always with you and the higher you go the more there are and you can you can easily telepathically call out someone i trusted very much whose past told me just just go into yes. a relaxed state mm -hmm. and say is there any loving being you know protector any loving being that would like to communicate with me now mm -hmm. and and always something interesting yes. will happen and and you know not uh, not negative in any way i think that the um the really traumatic experiences that many women and men had at the hands of the zeta reticulites a specific mm. gray uh alien right the, the, the um, probing and everything yes yeah, the probing it was uh you know that that goes that again is partially our responsibility because it goes back to what, what we call the truman agreement um the post roswell uh, truman agreement there was a crash yes mm -hmm. but there were really three crashes there were survivors there were negotiations there was a detente and there was an agreement where these zeta reticulites agreed to give us the us being the us i don't know at that point i don't think they were speaking for the world government i think it's mm -hmm. different now but then and it was the US. And um, the ET said, well, you know, we're having all these fertility problems. Uh, it, we'll give you this stuff if we can just take from a very few people, yes. you know, um, genetic material. And the agreement was made and uh, the way all this was really hidden, and this is the very beginning of what we now call the secret space program, the very ground zero, this technology came. And so uh, to, to hide it, it was given to a diverse um, group of huge mega corporations like uh, you guys at the skunk work Hughes skunk works uh you take the um fiber optics you mm. guys over here you take the integrated circuits you guys over here mm. you take velcro right <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes not getting so, any one power right no yeah. and then and then there were and then they created uh the u.s army created what they called the department of foreign technology mm. and yes it was foreign and that was uh if any of your uh, uh listeners uh are interested in that particular period of time it's not my area of interest but mm -hmm. if you are there's a wonderful book called the day after roswell by uh philip corso who's now passed away and um colonel philip corso i think and he was in fact the head of the department of foreign technology so it's very detailed in how we kind of came to be where we are now and why i think the ets have just given up on straight ahead disclosure is not going to be landing on the white house lawn they tried that it didn't right. work it's been tried so it's a grassroots movement and as you mentioned earlier um the the freedom of uh, the internet and being able to have all this programming mm -hmm. for us all and for us to be able to interact with each other for me being able to to treat an experiencer from tokyo i mean it's in tokyo yes we, the technology yes. has made everything different and um and this is what this is what the big difference is and why things are actually going to happen there are no government people that the ets really care about it's all right. grassroots Yes, uh, oh, you, you totally hit there. It, it's, um, I say over and over again, you know, don't wait for government to change. It will be the individual people that will yeah. form their own alliances to change. Um, you know, I have somebody else on this week that, um, same week as you, which is uh, uh, Mark uh, 
Ferentino, and he's mm -hmm. written um, he's written a book, you know, the master of reality, and, uh -huh. he, and he's talking a great deal about science, but he's talking also about the anti gravity technology, but UFO oh. and spirituality and yeah. uh, all of that. And this is why I say it's, it's one of those lovely weeks, you know. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you'll be in this. You'll be in the zone. <laughs> yes. And by the way, I think a lot of what we see, not all of it, but a big chunk of what we see is our own reverse engineered technology. Yes. And we're taken out for a ride and training mm. and doing this. And and the government definitely is being less if if that's the case, the government is being less cautious about hiding stuff and with I the don't think they of, can anymore they can't and with no, the advent it's becoming, of cell it, yeah it, it's with i mean i'm going to use tesla um who i have great admiration for uh, mm. you know mark was very much an einstein guy and he likes the einstein but i look at tesla and his technology that we really have only just stepped into now and you know with all the rejection that tesla had he ended up with like a, a solar beam that was um a healing modium uh, mm -hmm. you know and the thing about tesla and this is where the knowingness comes in is knowing what you need to know when you need to know it you know the the, the soul wisdom speaking through heart resonance going to the spirit interaction mm -hmm. and the mind mm -hmm. knowing what it needs to know when it needs to know it but the thing about tesla is they had the intellect to understand yes right? And that's the thing is that certain people, and we, we see it now through history, uh, and we think, oh, they're absolutely brainy and brilliant. No, they're channelers. They yeah. have been open to receive the information, but yep. they have enough intellect to know what to do with that information. And we look at the technologies we have today, technologies that we don't even know about yet. Mm -hmm. We can do 3D limbs. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we are so advanced in our technology that the humanity's got to catch up. Right. Yes. Yes. That's and that's probably is a, is a, is a symptom of that of yes. messing with our timeline. Yes. Of introducing yes. those things maybe before you know we. But you know, but Tesla, Tesla certainly was a man of it. Yeah. I mean, he. I think he was born in the nineteenth century, the end of the nineteenth century. But um, he was. I think he was one of those advanced ETs yes. who decided to incarnate on yeah, our planet. I agree. Um, and, you know, even, uh, you know, the Philadelphia experiment, yes. obviously, was was really all about time travel, because Tesla knew, everybody else speculated, but Tesla knew that gravity was part of space time. Mm -hmm. And he, he had a much better grip on that. And what they were doing with, you know, on the on that on the ship of the Philadelphia, so they they had all of these huge Tesla coils. Yes. And I think the you know, the militarized purpose was to create an invisibility shield. Right. But in fact, they messed with space time and created right. some type of a little rupture and and the rest is, you know, I yeah. don't have to tell you about the yeah. rest, but that was, but Tesla was, again, his stuff was taken and misused. And it's yeah. still a mystery um, about where exactly his papers are. Right. Uh, I know that I, I saw a pro very excellent program actually specifically about Tesla and the investigators actually went over to um, uh, the former Yugoslavia um, and uh, went to the institute that uh, that uh, claims to have his material. 
and they were really cagey and they wouldn't admit to anything and and it was very strange so i think his stuff i think somehow the serbian government maybe was able to get his out of his american documents. hands yes. i think yes. so i think that well, we, we see possible. we see so many technologies that are absolutely brilliant that can help humanity move forward but they're shelved they're bought and shelved yeah. uh, because the dominance of i mean oil is you know oil should be so oh, completely well, passe now and that has to go it has to go and there is this resistance and fighting against it and it's like oh you know i mean right now right now is a perfect thing i, I did a comment on this the other day governments wake up if ever there was a perfect time to start putting money behind the eco-friendly technologies mm -hmm. it is now the world would be with you because we're seeing yet another war with oil at its base. Oh, right? I know. It's and and we actually, you know, free energy actually exists. The the yeah. the, the, the great pyramids of Giza were free energy, earth energy oh. um, um, generators, if if you will. No, no, so no. All, Have you you've heard of the Bosnian period? Oh my gosh! I can't wait to go. Oh, I've, interviewed, I've interviewed I've, Sam twice. Right? Sam is the best. Yes. And Yes. I mean, I'm telling you, if I could go over there with a little spade, I, I yeah. you can go over there and train up for two weeks yes. and actually join the dig. And one yes. of these days, yeah. I'm going to do it. And for people who haven't, um, don't know what we're talking about, please just, you know, put in Bosnian pyramids and selfdiscoverymedia.com. Yeah. I've interviewed him twice. Yes. He's an yes. absolute gem. But the incredible thing that I find fascinating was not only, you know, the healing energies and everything else that was there that they have found in the Bosnian, but actually to prove what the pyramids were for. And that mm -hmm. there's uh, the big ones are just strategically placed around the world. There's about a thousand of them all together. They were actually designed as energy sources to actually. Yes power up the world yeah right and then there became some infighting with other mm -hmm. species and mm -hmm. that we're not quite clear of of uh, what the fighting was over maybe over earth in itself altogether but yeah. it's they were the designed there to just tap into the universal energy and power this world that's what it is and yeah. we had a free energy grid mm -hmm. at one time and we could again and that's what one of the things that tesla was experimenting exactly. with. exactly we all know and wireless down and you know yeah yes he was yeah. uh, so that's what has to that is what happened has to happen first and i mean let's let's face it we didn't leave the stone age because we ran out of stone <laughs> Yeah. you know yeah. we didn't we didn't yeah. you know and we don't have to get down to our last drop of fossil fuels i mean here in canada i gotta tell you we've got some real philistines out in the west side you know who, who want to uh they're they are absolutely um uh you know pro oil and pro mining and yep. fracking and all the rest. but yep. and and there and here again we have fear people are afraid of losing jobs i'm yes. telling you that developing new technologies yeah. there would be more wonderful more jobs, jobs yeah. and, and better jobs. anybody could imagine yeah. there was um, a couple of guys i can't remember the name i remember watching this documentary a few years ago and they went to the government about closing coal mines and then changing the technology over, which would actually be safer for the miners, re-educating them, uh, those that were close to retirement, retiring them on you know, full pension. They had closed down nine coal mines 
and uh, the towns were thriving because they introduced yeah. new energies they introduced new technology there were less deaths less ill health everything else because they're not going mm. down into the mines and they said if we wait for government it's never going to be done they came together and this is what yeah. we were talking about before we're going yeah. to see the, the people with the money and with the innovation come together like we saw with the the virus whether you believe in the vaccine or not no it i did was, i'm i'm triple vax i used that, to be a, i used to be a psych nurse i have a medical background i right. i i know how vaccines work for all <laughs> of the countries to come together yeah with their information on the vaccines and work together to produce yes. a vaccine for us it showed that we can work together and we're yes. meant to work together yes we are and even now mm. in working for the ending of conflict and yes. working for, for humanitarian aid the world has come together yes incredibly yes there's one despot we must remember that and his people that are afraid of him there's mm. one sociopath yeah there's and and the russian people are brave and i mean i've seen pictures of them knowing they were going to be arrested out there standing in Six standing in silence yes 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 knowing that was going to happen but they had to so that i've i think there are remarkable things going on we yeah. just really have to keep our glass this half is the full. standing up the yeah. shake up stand up yeah this is the standing up things yep. have to change yep. um, and we're doing it on mass black lives matter uh the me too movement all of these types oh, of things they're standing up gender equality Sarah yes, because let yes. it I, in in my feeling I, I I have a feeling you might agree with me but I think that a lot of the turmoil that we have experienced on planet earth has been because of a a completely wrong imbalance of power between men and women we have been as women we have been the slaves of the earth totally persecuted. how in God's name I, I, there, yeah. I mean, there, how could this have happened? Mm. Um, I don't know, but we have an imbalance of positive and we have an imbalance yes. of male and female yang. energy. Yin and yang, yin and yeah. yang thank yeah. you. And until we sort out the feng shui right. yes. of our world and it's starting to happen. And yeah. I almost, you know, I almost wonder, I should say, I have a, I have a transgender daughter who I adore. Mm -hmm. And I almost wonder now if, transgendered people aren't coming into the world at this time to teach us that the soul is without Neutral. gender exactly and we can express ourselves in any physical body that right. we wish to well like non-binary right is that yes. you know i am yes. i am of no don't in other words the message is this don't look at me as a sexual being yeah. look at me as a being yeah it's I am not my package. I'm not my con containment here. Mm -hmm. You know, for from for me, uh, people ask me, how do I choose people to to interview? And it's heart and soul. Yes, mm -hmm. the topic may be interesting, but do I feel the heart and soul? Because if I can't feel the heart and soul, then there won't be any connection. Oh boy, and I've interviewed a few flatliners in my day, yeah. that's for sure. Yes, yes. I sure have. Oh yeah. man, I tell you. Or grandstanders. Or grandstanders, uh, yes. or, yeah. or, you know, oh boy. But uh, usually people are so, people in our realm of interest are yeah. very highly intelligent right. and lovely yeah, people. And we don't see, you know, uh, 
you know, black, white. And I, I've said I'm to, to, Never. To, to my black people that I, that I interview, I said, I'm sorry, I don't see you in your color. I know you want to be seen in your color, but I see you in your heart and soul. Yeah. Right. Your color uh, is your culture. It just happens to be the skin you're in. That's but if true. I don't see your heart and soul, I don't care what color you're coming in. Exactly. I remember my oh, kids are so great. My my eldest son, Chris, when he was, I don't know, maybe he was five years old. He was really little. And he said he'd been thinking on the couch. He said to me, you know, mom, the body is really just a costume for the soul. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I said, well, you're not getting that at Catholic schools. So. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it really, is the soul experience, the spiritual yeah. experience. We're here to have this. If we actually decide to merge the human and the spirit together, we are, we, it is a divine experience because you are literally the touch, the taste. I have another channel called Central Expressions. Yes, I put sexual shows underneath there, but it's also about the sensuality of life, the mm. touch, the taste, the feeling. Mm -hmm. opening up all of your senses truly loving life from every mm -hmm. single pore of you right and we're so scared to switch those senses on what would people think or what will people say or what would this and we're so scared of other people's judgment and who gives a shit really i know really 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 and if As they do pass judgment of you goodbye yeah <laughs> later so yeah. what you yeah. know i just am not I just don't really sweat the small stuff like no. I used to. No. You know, I, I'm very, I feel pretty relieved from that. And I think part of it is, you know, the work that I do yes. is so uplifting. And, um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I hear you. I hear say you. what you want to say. Yes. Criticize me, you know, whatever you want to do. And I, I actually, I think, good, I think skepticism is good. I think I think skepticism and a little right brain activity is a great idea if it's inquiring because if it's inquiring and um, you know it's it it is possible and it's it's only happened to me maybe twice but um, it is possible for someone who is mentally unsound mm -hmm. to you know have you know fantasized or hallucinated or, or ideated um, ET contacts. Um, you know, and uh, sometimes people ask me, you know, how do you how do you know? Well, again, we're talking about heart and soul. Yes. A big a big part of that is intuitive. But I do also, um, as is proper um, uh, protocol, treatment protocol, I do a very elaborate intake. Mm. I, I, I talk to the person usually for at least an hour. Mm. And and for me, and that's kind of Kathy Martin said the same thing. I, I, I like it if somebody has at least a partial memory right. of an experience. So that's kind of something. To, and then, of course, I ask about people can lie, but I ask them about their uh, mental health history, if they're on any psychotropic medication. And by the time I get done with that. I know if it's okay to see them because here in Canada, it is against the law um, as a, as a certified hypnotherapist for me to treat anyone who has been diagnosed with a mental illness. That's out of my uh, treatment purview. So it's very important that I, you know, I, I would be practicing medicine without a license or some other right. thing. If I, if I worked on somebody who was mentally ill, but 
luckily, for some reason, when I was attending university, I put myself through school working in a state mental hospital mm-hmm. back in the day. And I'm talking, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, yes. that kind of type of, yes. you know, I, I won't go into yeah. detail, but but I had a lot of chance to observe and work with people with schizophrenia. Uh, they didn't call it then, then bipolar, you know, you name it. I saw it in action and I saw a lot of it before we had meds to mm. help manage it. So, uh, I mean, we still had straight jackets and padded rooms. Right. So I have, I am able to identify. Uh, I think so. I think yeah. the years of experience and just, but, but, you know, there's another point to it though. Um, wonderful Christina Hill that uh, we did a show together channeling ascensions Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and she ended up on the street she ended up in an institution she thought she had gone mad they thought she had gone mad and really what it was was an entity wanting to speak through her Mm -hmm. wanting to use her to be her voice and eventually Mm -hmm. she let that person through and it it was never ever a a human living being Mm -hmm. um it's called she's called athena and she comes in and she speaks through christina Mm-hmm. But she thought she was going mad and she was treated as if she was going mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when she allowed it to come through, then her life changed completely mm-hmm. um, because now she, she was no longer scared, obviously, yes. but also yes. no longer under that, well, you are this. And I think yeah. very often we can look at some people who have, quote, quote, mental illness and uh, understand that it, there's really just a conflict with their gift trying to come through. But I also do mm-hmm. feel an awful lot of psychics, and I have a show last week on spiritual depression, mm-hmm. right? And uh, a lot of empaths, especially with the war, with any disaster, as much as you like to put white light around you, you feel it. You definitely mm-hmm. do feel it. And a lot of empaths do go into a depression, um, or a lot of sensitives go into a depression that can be misdiagnosed as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's, all those there's things, a fine line there, isn't there? Yes, all those things can be absolutely misdiagnosed and uh, many uh, schizophrenics when they were active they would be having hallucinations about ETs talking to them right and all I can tell you is I think in that environment um, I think most of the people that I worked with were profoundly ill Right. Uh, But I do absolutely believe that there is misdiagnosis all the time. And, you know, during my, you know, tenure in that work, then, uh, you know, Thorazine came in and everybody was just completely doped up. Mm. And so it was impossible to tell anything. Right, really. exactly. You know, yeah. and, we, and they were whacking people up with many, many more milligrams than yeah. were necessary, but right. they didn't know anything about dosing. Mm. So, uh, so anyway, there you go. But I try to be as careful as possible. I rely on my intuition, and I also, I also put my intention out, you know, to the yes. universe to yes. say, you know, bring, please let the people that need to find me find me. For the for the reason for, that you could separate. for the re- yes, and when I put that intention out, if I do a thorough thorough um, intake, um, and my instinct says this person really needs your help, it's okay. That's the best I can do. Could I be fooled by someone? Yep. Yes, I could be. Yeah, has it happened? Only twice in twenty years mm. that I that I can really put my finger on. And, and of course, a lot of people, you know, if it's before diagnosis of bipolar or, you know, um, 
is it stress is it this is it that mm -hmm. there's so many different layers nowadays is that they may not know i mean mm -hmm. how do we tell the difference between somebody who is highly stressed right who who mm -hmm. could look like they're suffering from bipolar or look like mm -hmm. they're suffering from other things and when we look at what we you know uh two and a half years of the pandemic uh, basically what well, five years of tt mm -hmm. you know and and the stress level in mm -hmm. north america or around the world yeah off the charts off the charts, off the charts. And, so and it sparked yeah. so much depression and so much kind of mental um imbalance mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily have to be a mental disease but is just a question of they can't cope with things well isolation is a yes. huge part of it the quickest way to destabilize people is to isolate them mm -hmm. it's it, it was it, would, it had to be done it was yeah. unfortunate and and that isolation I, I mean, I have been cleaning up. Uh, I'm my I am always busy. Now. But seriously, you're right. Once yeah. anxiety is the killer, I, I'm yes. almost of the I'm almost <coughs> of the belief system that there's just one disease mm. and it's anxiety. It and causes it's, all it's the other diseases. everything yes. it in. It it's almost all the other problems. And holding in, holding in hatred and yes. anger. You know, you know what yes. that's like. That's oh, yeah. like drinking poison and waiting for the other guy to die. Right. That's what that's like. You know. So we have been poisoning ourselves with dangerous levels of our own body chemistry, mm -hmm. and it is a kind of adrenal poisoning that yeah. we we go through and then the converse side of that is we're not we're not making enough serotonin uh enough endorphins to cope with you know the pressures of these things we've yep. gone through so the the telomeres are being worn mm -hmm. away and mm -hmm. it's all stress and anxiety related yeah so you know and you know on the other side of the scale You've got the indigo kids and there's a great deal more Asperger's and and autism. Oh, I had it. somebody on last week mm -hmm. with Asperger's. I've interviewed many of them and mm -hmm. I'm always blown away by their skills. And mm -hmm. we, we know we look at them as maybe having a disability and I think they have an ability. They're incredibly focused on what their interest is oh. and what they want oh, yeah. to do. Where they're not have the ability is working with society. Mm -hmm. And, you know, quite honestly, I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. You know, the society and its dysfunction, you know, froze them off completely. And it, with the static and the hatred and everything else is going on there, I don't blame them not wanting to be a part of it mm -hmm. and staying in their world. But we're seeing incredible amount of creativity coming from them and a, a different view of autistic uh, children. Oh, yeah. I mean, Greta, Greta Thunberg, yeah. Greta, Greta Thunberg yeah. she has she is on the Asperger yeah. scale or she says autistic and and uh, they are they definitely I don't think there was ever as much of it. It, yes. it existed. We didn't recognize it, right. but there wasn't anything like the amounts of this right. that we are seeing now, which says that again, these special souls are coming in. And as you say, they are amazingly yeah. create. I mean, Elon Musk yes. has, you know, has um, uh, Asperger's. So they it's, see it, things in such mm -hmm. a focused way mm -hmm. without the outside chatter. I mean, whereas we are so, busy of will society accept me mm -hmm. you know they don't give a shit about society it's just the focus in on what interests them and what they want to get done and you know well, and the thing yeah. in many ways that they are, are creators in many ways 
Indeed. And so many musicians, you yes. know, and, yeah. and, and even actors, yeah. you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's really quite something. These are very, very special people who are coming in with, with unique gifts that are, that are what we need now. And uh, interesting, the way they look at problems, yes. it's, they are, they're stripped of emotional pollution. Yes. In a yes, sense, yes. you know, and and I and a lot of what we do, uh, if we, you know, is is ego driven and based on other people's fear opinions of, of us yes, and fear yeah. of judgment, and they and they don't operate with. No. Some do, you know. Yes. I mean, I'm I'm making a blanket state because again, we have a massive scale here. Yes, you know, but. But I think that, the, as you said, they're capable of hyper-focus and they're really, their brains work very uniquely. Yeah. It's not just a case of, as the medical community would say, you know, damage to right. one, hemi one hemisphere of the brain. Mm. It's, I don't think it's quite that simple. No, no. Uh, in many ways, I envy them, you know, because mm -hmm. they, they can just switch out. Mm -hmm. the static of the world which can be very hard mm -hmm. for for other empathic people because that bombardment of the world is always yeah, there and it's very tough sometimes yeah it is you know like, um, right. when my daughter was little um she you know so self-assured by day but at night could not sleep in her room could not mm. sleep without a light could only sleep with me in the dark mm -hmm. and I took her to a past life regressionist and we found out that she'd been abandoned three times and always Aww. in the dark mm -hmm. and I was able to tell her and I think she was four or five I was able to tell her that isn't you that was a past you you're safe mm -hmm. and she started sleeping in her room with the light on and then the light went off and you know yeah. she's she now has a, a degree in social work and and counseling and very self-assured <laughs> so mm -hmm. you know and it's just sometimes we have these past lives that will dictate you know the hanging on and I will say that in this lifetime you need to make sure you clear up your shit you any past programming mm -hmm. any any problems that you have that you have to deal with them otherwise you're imposing them on the next life and mm -hmm. we carry so much around with this from lifetime to lifetime without realizing it's not even ours to start off with Indeed. And, and, you know, people can even, as you know, they can carry even physical scars yes. from things that have happened yes. to them in the past. They can carry uh, physiological uh, illnesses mm -hmm. or, or, or it, it's, 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 uh, there's an incredible mind body connection. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that a lot of knowledge actually is stored external to the brain. Yeah. The brain's a piece of hardware, but we yes. have the Akasha. We have the Akashic records. Yes. Everything is stored yeah. in a kind of mega computer. Right. In a, in a sense. And so we can access information and bring it with us if we want to. Right. And um, so it's um, so in your you know past life regression and the regression thing you do, um, I mean obviously a lot of past lives must come up. Uh, is it something that they then now have to face and get rid of themselves or can you help them face it and, oh, and delete it? Well, I think the, the whole, I think the whole point of past life regression is to free yourself mm. of whatever has been affecting you and to move ahead um uh you with impunity, you know, mm. I think it's always, it's always a healing exercise. Now, um, it can be a different thing for different people. Sometimes people come to me and they say, you know, I have this very distinct memory of 
blah, and it will be some kind of thing from a certain historical time. And, and so we may go directly there. Right. Once I get them into the theta state, once I get them into the zone, we may travel directly to that life because it seems if there's if there's that much memory, it's significant. Mm -hmm. So we will always will if there is some kind of a real firm feeling or a memory, we'll go there first. But what I what I usually do is I just put out the intention mm. that the lives that that person is supposed to have information about will pop up easily. Mm. And I try to, if I'm in a session, you know, about two hours, it's a long session. Yeah. I, I try to get to three lives. Now, I don't always make it to three because it depends on what kind of processor the, the, right. the client is. If they're a very detailed processor and they're processing quickly, they'll tell me all about their environment. It'll be just like talking to you right now, but not everybody's like that. Yeah. Sometimes someone will sit there and I'll see all the REM activity going on and I'm waiting and waiting and finally they say, yeah, I'm, I'm wearing a blue hat. Or I mean, it's like, yeah. it's, so if it's like that, I just I, I we do it. Absolutely. It just can't be with the same kind of speed with yeah. someone who is processing really quickly. And um, and and then but invariably, even if the person doesn't always realize it at the time, you know, they'll they'll uh, contact me later and say, now I understand mm. why I was shown that life. I have a lot of uh, I spend quite a bit of time in after what I what we call aftercare when the session is over, which is about processing the lives and talking about them. And they ask questions and I I send them home with um their own little chart to write down their observations and also uh and also i encourage them to do some um inspired drawings mm, yeah so i do everything i can once we know what's doing to relieve whatever the issue was or whatever the trauma was sometimes it's a karmic thing where someone someone is mm. having a terrible time with a abusive partner or something mm. and and uh and they go right to a life where that person is doing the same bs yeah. there right and that yeah. gives them to say oh well this is the same this is the same bit mm. and i'm not going to live through it again so now right. i know what to do and that's what that person <clears throat> needed to see so um refer to me I've had many lifetimes removed um, but the last ones were there was at least 50 lifetimes of a vow of poverty and around 50 or more lifetimes of persecution mm -hmm. right so uh, cellularly it was removed and I keep obliterating anything of it but can residual still be there and um, when you know that you, you know the vow of poverty, right? Mm -hmm, <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Been there, done that, don't need to do it anymore. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Or, you know, the persecution of like my, I certainly think I've walked, walked away from the persecution in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. The vow of poverty, though, has still keep following me. Can it still be there in different cellular structure? Or once you recognize it and you've decided it is going to be no more, you can really sever it? Or is it always remnants of it there? I think most of the time, uh, these things can be completely, you know, exorcised. Mm. But as you say, there is a cellular memory. Mm. And um, I can't speak to every, you know, 
yeah. situation. Anything is possible. And I know that, I mean, look, things affect, for instance, talking about the vow of power, I too have been an, a nun many times. That's where, that's what smart women did. If they right. didn't want to be under male tyranny. Right. So I can dig that. I, and I, and I have issues, a lot of issues with not, not being, um, being worried about being hungry mm -hmm. and not having enough uh, you know, food, wanting to right. see food in the refrigerator. Yes. And this is, a, and I real, I know kind of where it comes from, right. but it's just, it's also just a part of me, I guess. And I, right. so it does continue on, even though I have knowledge of why, right. but um, look at say, for instance, um, I'm going to talk about my grandparents, you know, they, they, they were, they were scarred by the depression. Mm. I mean, they, they, they had lots of money, but they functioned so bizarrely. They saved every little bit of string. They saved we they they reused paper towels. They dried them out. I mean, it was it was like nothing that anyone could imagine in today's uh, um, culture of disposable goods. And and that depression, they lived like that for so long that it became. Yeah, a, cellu a cellular yeah. memory. Yeah. I, mean, as, yeah. I mean, they knew consciously that the depression was over, that they could have whatever they wanted to eat, but they wouldn't buy, they, they wouldn't buy, you know, baggies. Right. So they would, what they would do is they would take the, uh, a, a bread wrapper, plastic bread wrapper and cut it up. And then they use rubber bands to, to fit on jars and things. So I'd be over there and my grandmother would say, Oh dearie, would you, would you put a rubber on that thing? <laughs> rubber band, but I, know yes. I, was, I always got a big kick out of that. But I mean, they were, they were scarred uh, yes. by that. And yeah, my, my mom from the war too, well, you know, yeah. it, the lard had to be always full. Yeah. Uh, didn't trust food. If it wasn't eaten that day, didn't trust it the next day in case it went off. And, yeah. you know, and those scars do, they are there. And I think it doesn't matter how rational the mind is. You're no longer in there. Right. Yeah. It's safe now. Um, yeah. I think, again, the cellular trauma, however much you try and release it and be mm -hmm. rational or logical about it, it, it really does take a hold, doesn't it? And those scars are hard so. to, to manage. Yeah, they are. And I think I think in some cases, you know, many of us go through from what I've heard described to me, many of us go through a kind of a healing period after we arrive in the afterlife. And it's done apparently with crystals and energy. I remember seeing it once on a, you know, in my own interlife regression, because that's how we learn how to do all the stuff. We work on each other. And I remember saying out loud, it's, this is like a hospital, but there's no sadness. Right. I mean, I couldn't, yeah. it wasn't making, it wasn't processing because mm. I worked in a lot of hospitals and mm -hmm. it, did, it was a hospital, but it didn't feel anything like a hospital. Yes. So, but I think there is a, and, and also I, from what I have heard, people who have gone from, gone through uh, what we used to call a waning sickness, you know, a long, a long, awful illness, cancer, mm -hmm. you know, and it took them so long to finally pass. They really need to be healed when they get on the other side. They just don't jump into their etheric body right. and start visiting their friends, yeah. which is why some people are always, why isn't my, you know, why isn't my father coming to see me right now? You know, yes. when did he die? Last right. week. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. well, yeah, there's another wonderful woman who um, helps people who, are, who are, have passed on move on. And mm -hmm. uh, my mom and dad, there was a lot of animosity when they died. Well, he died when I was 11. She died 
some 50 or 49 years later. Oh, my. Um, but she still had the resentment. Right. Wow. And so um, when, when she did pass, my friend said, no, they're both at soul school. They have to resolve their problems before they can go anywhere. Wow. So they didn't. They had a chance. Yeah. They had a chance to resolve. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they didn't. Yep. And, and they're not going to go into another life. They're not yep. even going to go into the main population yep. until they until yep. they get their their uh, their shit sorted together. Out. Yeah. yeah. Pardon, pardon me. <laughs> yeah. No, nope, colloquial fine. colloquialism. <laughs> no. well, that's the point is that do it in yeah. your lifetime. You do don't it. Want to, yeah, you don't want to waste the afterlife in in doing that, right? Do no. it in this lifetime. And that's why we're here, because mm. it, because I tell you, experiencing things in the physical body in the third density is faster. Yeah. People don't have to incarnate, but mm. it takes them longer to facilitate any uh, things they want to work on with mm. themselves. This is real direct real learning real that's why one of the reasons why we desire to do it mm. because it is the most intense but the most thorough school yeah i mean we sign up to have this experience this mm -hmm. human experience and we say you know give it to me and we don't always know what we're going to get yes. but then that's the self-discovery of how we deal with it mm -hmm. you know do, do we kind of become the humanoid and step into hate, fear, and loathing? Or do we face the challenge and decide to rise up and go through the process of healing and releasing mm -hmm. and understand things aren't being done to you, they're being done for you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, even it, it's very... It, it's very tricky, you know, in your life to point a finger at a, at a bad guy, you know, say that person. Three pointing back at you. you know, <laughs> no, 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 but, uh, but sometimes, um, and I had never thought of this, but sometimes evolved souls mm. will volunteer to come in and be the bad guy if a mm. certain lesson has to be learned. Yeah. And that is one of the most selfless things that, someone can do yeah i think and, i'd be in an execution or somewhere along the line well and an assassin yeah we've had we have had to do all of these life experiences and, <laughs> to and, have the uh, whole experience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to have the whole panorama we we need to be able to have compassion for yeah. any other being and to do that we have to, learning physically yeah. is a very powerful tool I mean, it's we like to pass judgment on assassins, et cetera, murderers, but there's always the why. Mm -hmm. Why have, have they become that? Why are they doing that? And that's kind of the understanding you need to have in that lifetime. Why have I chosen this path? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think if we decide to merge the two experiences together, the spiritual and the human experience together, and really merge and be willing to go through everything, Mm -hmm. You know, the pain, the anguish, the trauma, the joy, the love, the, the illumination. It really mm -hmm. is something that can be quite extraordinary that you're not going to get on other planes because it is the physical one that the mere thing of holding. I have a grandson yeah. that's going to be one next week. I've just come Ooh. from him and I'm going back and just, you know, holding this little boy. It just yeah. his looks and smiles and giggles and things like that that kind of human experience cannot be experienced by no. just the ethereal one. And that no. is the gift to us as a yes. human. Yes, 
That is our gift. Yeah. Our gift of choice Mm. that other, perhaps the angelic, that the angels, that phylum, Mm. I don't believe they have that choice. Right. They're like in it. They're like in the Tolkien stories, like the elves, the first children. They're like the first children and, and they are completely spiritual beings and, and, Mm. and, and, I don't need, and maybe even gender fluid. Yes. Uh, you know, but yes, um, uh, yes most certainly. Um, I, I call them the translucent people. Yeah. You know, because there's really no body to them. It's just an essence of energy, Indeed. you know, of intellectual energy. And it's, um, and that's, I think, kind of when, when I do go and do my little astral traveling, that's how I feel. I, I feel weightless. I feel, you know, just completely at home in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's been times that can please beam me up, take me away. <laughs> you know, do I have to come back here? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you understand why. And, and then, you know, that you meet people like yourself and other people that I've interviewed here. And you understand why we are still here. Uh, we're here to actually open up that door. We're here we to, to switch on that energy, to turn up that volume, mm-hmm. to show people it is safe to ascend, yep. to evolve, that, yep. you know, the extraterrestrials aren't out with Italians, you know, out to suck up your blood or whatever, oh, you no. know, yeah. yeah, you know, that, that they're more good than bad and that mm-hmm. uh, they're here to help us evolve. And in actual fact, my firm belief is we have to evolve. We mm-hmm. have to reach a certain frequency, not mm-hmm. only, um, to save our planet, which cannot take this thunderous hate anymore. She's oh, going to split. Yes. She needs this elevation of energy and yes. love. Yes. Uh, the universe needs it for the balance and the equilibrium of our space in the universe to elevate our energy. And we also, it's like enough school now already. Will you graduate? And we need to graduate and get up to that higher level because it's imperative. I feel always an imperativeness that mm-hmm. we get up to that higher level and we need to put the foot on the pedal now. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. And that's what's <laughs> happening. I just I, I want to tell you a little. Uh, sometimes people ask me, well, have you ever done past life regressions that are recent enough where where the person's previous existence could be proved mm-hmm. proven and you know the answer to that is yes it's happened a couple of times where it was such a recent incarnation mm-hmm. that there was in fact evidence now there wasn't hard evidence for this one but the, here's an example of the transformative power of a past life regression so a young man came to me very very smart guy high high iq but also a drug dealer Mm. Okay, that was now he was he was using all his money to put himself through school. He had he was getting a degree in something like international diplomacy or so. I, I did some, <laughs> you know, he was re- but he made his money and uh, he was always involved with girls that were like disreputable. Mm. And it was it was his he didn't understand why he kept being attracted to these maybe lower life vibrations yeah you know and so we went through a couple lives a couple of ancient lives a roman life and um and then uh, the last life we were exploring he uh revealed he was uh um an african-american man this guy in his real in his life here was sort of middle eastern but not white you know he Mm. was a brown guy you know but this guy was a, a a black guy and um 
he was a kind of a hustler criminal mm. on on the south side of Chicago. And I know Chicago, Chicago well enough because my mother's family's from there. And, and this guy had never even been there. And he's talking about streets that he would have no way of knowing. Mm. So that was interesting to mm. me. So he he saw his apartment, he described it. And then I said, well, now go go to where you work or whatever. And and he owned a nightclub, a really disreputable mm. jazz joint in the south side of Chicago and he was running prostitutes mm. and all this stuff and and then you know we go through all then I at the end I take the take the individual to the death experience and I said now you know you're not going to feel any pain just you know the I set it up like I do mm. and he said that he was just standing on the street in front of his apartment and someone that he didn't even see came by and shot him in the back of the head, like execution yeah. style. And he was out of his body. Now, that life was his most recent life mm -hmm. and ended probably in in the 30s or the late 20s. And um, after seeing that and seeing that pattern and how terribly that life ended and feeling that person, how they didn't have a wife or a children or family and and living in that kind of cesspool of poverty, it just it affected him so much mm. to retrieve those memories. This guy gave up what he was doing for a living. He finished his degree, met a lovely girl and moved to Vancouver where he got an excellent job in his in his area mm. of expertise. Yeah. So he was a complete a complete transformation. And this guy was not a kid. He was in his he was 30. Right. He was 30ish. So I mean that there's this case in point of what I was saying before, how much of our past life is with us in this life and they're doing things and we're drawn to things or we're worried about things that we know why. I mean mm -hmm. I remember meeting a woman because I'm a reader and I was reading for her and I said, you're in the wrong body. She, she was this tiny little person in, in who she is, but she mm -hmm. was in this big bloated body and mm -hmm. nobody could ever understand why she was always bloated, why she was this. And it's like, you, you're in the wrong body. That's yeah. quite essentially what it is. And, it's, uh, and she was trapped there. And I sent her to someone else who could help her because he had far more ex expertise on that. But that's the trouble, isn't it? Sometimes we have these past lives that are, are still so imprinted. Oh, that, some of them can yeah, be very, yeah. they can be very, <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a recent one that's imprinted. Right. You know, I uh, a story I often tell. I, I had a lovely lady that was coming to see me, and she was uh, she was uh, from India. She was just lovely, and she had been uh, you know d um, diagnosed with fibromyalgia, like extreme fibromyalgia. I mean, she couldn't she couldn't walk. She was in agony. Uh, there were things with her arms. She couldn't sleep. So I tried and I work in pain management, I did everything that I could do in a straight ahead way to resolve this and it wasn't happening. So I suggested a past life regression being as that was part of her belief system. She said, great. I actually went over to her house, I remember, because she, you know, she had trouble with mobility. So we went through a couple of lifetimes and finally we got, you know, way back there and she described a life 
where she was a, a not just a servant, but like an untouchable. You know, if you're talking about the old caste system, well, I think it still exists, but she was yes. an untouchable, like a slave and working for working for a big, huge home, you know, of, of wealthy, you know, Rajas and people. Mm -hmm. So it, it was like that. And her job when she got older, her job was she had to go to the water pump. They had a water pump and she would have to pump water for the house all day long. Wow. And when when she finally died and what she remembered that was so horrible. She remembered herself dying and she from exhaustion, from overwork, and she was in a kind of a hut and nobody was with her. She was completely alone. And there was a kind of a guard or a, somebody that worked at the estate standing outside the door, but not looking at her, just, just waiting there for her to die. And it was so lonely and so sad and so painful. She had carried that right. into was, her present life. A disposable human being. Mm -hmm. Right. And indeed, and, and, you know, we estimated that this was, I mean, if there was a pump, I mean, a handheld pump, I mean, it could have been, it could have been the 1600s yes. easily. Yeah. Uh, when, when, and we went into, she recalled an awful lot of detail. And when I brought her out, I won't say the pain was completely gone, mm. but it was so manageable. Mm that she never had any more mobility problems or sleeping problems. It was almost a complete cure. I think whatever was left was actual arthritis from this right. life because yes. she was an older lady. Yeah. So, in, so that was incredibly uh, edifying and spectacular, yeah. to but it was the loneliness yes. and the being, being a nothing yes. and no human contact. No. And that, was just what a robot back yeah 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 I, I mean we all want to belong we all want mm -hmm. to count and mm -hmm. to be countless you know is is one of i think our souls because our soul needs con a connection and that really is something that we will need to have in, in in our existence in any plane do you um i noticed that an awful lot of us empathic people have some sort of physical ailments mm -hmm. i mean i have fibro um, and a lot of people do. Is that because we're carrying a past life or do you think because we're carrying the burden or do you think it's a defense? I know that in a lot of ways, I've, my, my energy was just too out there for people mm -hmm. and it kind of felt that I was given it to dampen my energy down. But have you come across a lot of people that, you know, are more of the higher vibrational people, but they do carry illness? Um. You know, that's a that's a very interesting question, but I, I I'm going to have to say no. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but I do think that for sensitives who are women, it is more common. Yeah, I don't hear a lot of men who do that work talking right. about back pain and fibromyalgia. I don't I don't hear that as much mm -hmm. from men, but I I almost think that in some ways when we work with people or are around people mm -hmm. uh and you know being empathic we take a lot of stuff on and in and yes. we, and i think i think we we carry a lot of stuff yeah. that that comes ultimately from other people mm -hmm. and um so when i work with 
um, individuals like that who are sensitive, even, and a lot of times they're not, they don't even think of themselves that way. I'm just mm. telling you, I know what mm. the deal is because I can go right into their brain and pick up their thoughts, you know, it's so easy. So obviously these people are, have a big ray of compassion and they're taking on mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. And, um, and so I also think that we are much more as, as sensitives, we are much more in touch with mm. our bodies. Uh, you would be surprised at how many people are just completely oblivious, you know, I'll, and they'll come in and they'll say, well, I don't, I don't feel so well. I don't know. I think it's my leg. I'm not sure. Did you injure your leg? No. Did you injure anything? Well, I hurt my lower back. Does your lower back hurt? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, this is the kind of thing yeah. that many people who are, who are not in tune with themselves are not as, as in touch with their with their mm -hmm. bodies yeah now i what i would do if we were working together and you were having a you know a, an issue with this is i would directly talk to your nervous system mm -hmm. and start shutting down the talk between the your sensitives yeah, between the, your yeah. between your nerve yeah. and, the, and the talk between your nerves and your brain right i would start you know disrupting the the sequence of pain, because if, if you have pain for a certain length of time, the same kind of pain, it actually forms kind of like a circuit. Yes. So, you know, it's important what I, what I do, what I was taught to do through various techniques is I go in there and I, I disrupt that circuit of pain. And by doing that kind of thing, people can also begin to feel um, quite a bit of relief. Mm. So again, it becomes a pattern. Yeah, it mm. does. Yes, uh, it is a pattern. We will. We as as souls, we are very obsessed with patterns. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think. Can I have a good pattern, please? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't want one of those simplicity patterns where I come out no. wearing a box. No. Can you, you upgrade know? me? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I want the deluxe model, please. <laughs> Now let mm -hmm. us talk about your book because we've talked about everything. Oh, but let's talk about well, the book. What is what is in this wonderful book? Well, I think the um, firstly, my book is called Intersections: A True Story of Extraterrestrial Contact, and it is about um, the experience that I had with one specific individual who began coming to see me rather early uh, in my career as a hypnotherapist of 15 years ago, more maybe. And I had a chance to document this person's, this individual's amazing evolution, if you will, coming from being a completely terrified uh, insomniac mm. who was unable to look anyone in the eye to a really... Um, happy, uh, functional, secure uh, person. And so uh, he, the, the gentleman in, uh, uh, who is the subject of the book, Wes Roberts, is a lifelong experiencer and someone who was on another planetary system and planned to come in here. It come here and has maintained contact contact with the beings from what he considers to be his home planet. Right. You know, so it's 
fascinating detail. It doesn't have really much to do with the secret space program, any of that kind of stuff. It's a really sort of a pure thing. These beings are evolved. He does go through some really weird and scary stuff. And um, uh, I included in the book an awful lot of transcriptions of the session. So I think what the what the reader will enjoy is it's really like being in the mm. session. Um, I have never seen so much descriptive material about what happens in the during the session itself in really any books mm. about this subject matter. So that's what I hope to offer. And uh, there are some drawings in there, and it's it's a it's a real intimate it's it's a real intimate look into this individual's experience. And you know, by going through that, reading that, a some people may have a connection or relativity of mm -hmm. like a similar experience or, or, you know, not to be afraid or, you know, hey, watch your vibration. So that doesn't happen. Um, the more and more we talk about it, the more and more we have reading about it, the more and more it, that is, it becomes mainstream, you mm -hmm. know, the less fearful we become of it. But it's also to understand that this kind of interdimensional travel um, is, uh, is a wonderful thing is a wonderful oh, thing yes. and, and so informative and it can really elevate us on so many levels. Um, Indeed. You know, one of the things I've noticed I've always carried with me is sadness. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's always like, it doesn't matter who I know, I'm always alone. Right? That that's just seems to have been a pattern that's always through there. And it's because I, I don't know the name of my planet, but I've never had any interaction with it. And I would love to go back and have that interaction. And it's became aware of that sadness that I was meant to go through this life as an igniter and move yeah. on. No, you know, I'm just switch people on. Now they need to go to the other people that can help them. Mm -hmm. And that's all I do. Switch people on and off. You're an I go. igniter. Yeah, igniter. And, and you're, yeah. you're feeling a bit homesick. Yes. yes. And you could absolutely in a meditative state, with proper protection, mm -hmm. you could simply put that intention out there. Please, I, I need to speak to someone, one of my own kind. Yes. You know, any way that is comfortable for you, for you to, to phrase it. Yes. And, uh, and so the whole, uh, we live in a multiverse. Yes. As above, yes. as above, so below. And we can travel anywhere. We can travel anywhere in time. We, all of us travel, even the most, even the people who don't accept that there's right. even a soul in their dreams, they're often traveling. Yes. I mean, I, I'm sure you know this, but the pineal gland, you know, which releases melatonin, which mm -hmm. helps, helps us sleep, also releases DMT, which we need to dream. Now, DMT is a, is a door opener. I believe that it, it it's it's part of what we, we make it. So it's part of what's required for interdimensional travel, I believe. And mine is so detailed. I can wake up exhausted from the traveling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, yeah. I bet. <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm so detailed down to the color, the buttons, the this, the that, everything. And it's mm -hmm. it's like it's like uh, being in a movie or directing a movie or writing a movie. You know, it's it's so utterly and mm -hmm. very often. I would talk about an experience and realize, oh, no, no, I didn't have that in this lifetime. Or uh, I didn't have that here. You know, this, mm -hmm. this was had somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd love to go back there, but I don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can. You mm -hmm. can. Keep it in can. mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
yeah, there's a certain beach I want to go back to. It was just absolutely sublime. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, wonderful. isn't it? Is if we're willing to be open and get out of our own way, get out of our own fear, get out of our own e ego, get out of our own ignorance and just mm -hmm. be willing to experience. And yes, it's going to be strange. No, it's not going to be like living day to day. But mm -hmm. that's the beauty of it. If you're willing to explore and open up and let it see where it takes you, allow it to take you, mm -hmm. the information that comes back. And, you know, when we ask for, for knowledge, it doesn't come through like a manual, right? It comes through as a feeling. And that feeling then can be transcribed in any which way it's meant to be mm -hmm. to relate that knowledge. Sometimes it's through a, a musician or through an artist or, you know, through the writer or through the spokesperson, whatever your particular instrument is, that knowledge will come through that instrument and it will then speak to whom is all ready to hear it. Indeed, I agree. And those that are ready to hear it will be attracted to it because exactly. the law of attraction is a real thing. Vibra yes. Like vibrations will move towards each other. Right. And, and that's and that's how it and that's how she goes. Yes. So uh, if uh, uh, my so my book Intersections is available on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, wherever you Amazon. And uh, actually, um, um, the Wes Roberts has now written his own book, which is called An Experiencer's Garden, mm. also available on Amazon. And that I, I, I wrote the little forward. And I think it was what an amazing thing for him to do yes. after our work together to feel to feel so empowered to actually write a book and come out. And there he goes. So right. I'm thrilled. I couldn't be more thrilled. Yes. And of course, um, share your site, share your YouTube, your Twitter and how people can get hold of you. Oh, thank you. Well, my, my website is lightworkhypnosis.com. It's having a wee bit of a facelift now. Now, I should be having a facelift <laughs> myself, but but I, I decided it would be better to spend the money on the website. Yes, I agree. <laughs> doesn't matter. The human body goes south. We just, <laughs> just you know, go it anyway. There's more of us to love. Yeah. I'm just putting <laughs> off the inevitable. Anyway, so, uh, so lightworkhypnosis.com. And you can always reach me on Facebook through either um, uh, Leslie Mitchell Clark or Lightwork Hypnosis. And I would love it if you would email me. I do my very best to answer all emails. And that could be just a question or a, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be a big deal. If you just like to reach out, uh, you can always get me by email at Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y, at lightworkhypnosis.com. Lightworkhypnosis.com. That's um, it. And, you know, it's don't be afraid to, to find out, is it a past life? Is it an entity? What mm -hmm. is it that's holding you back or that's nagging at you that you can't quite bring to the forefront? You know, maybe it isn't a past life that will come through, but maybe it is that um, extraterrestrial being that you are. Mm -hmm. You know, as I said, the human body is Sarah, but my, my spiritual body isn't. It's a totally different entity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And maybe that entity will come through and reveal itself. And then you'll feel more at one with self all right Indeed. because because you know now you you're whole you're not kind yeah. of walking around as, as split and believe me being split is not a nice thing to be no um no. so when you can merge the two together and work together that really is a divine experience so it don't, is don't be afraid of it and don't be afraid of all the et stuff going on do you know soon oh. it's 
in the next five to 10 years, it's going to be mainstream, yeah. right? There is a shakeup coming for the world. It's going to be uh, environmental. It's going to be economical. It's also going to be a totally restructuring of government. We're going mm -hmm. to see a massive shakeup. And yeah, it's going to be quite traumatic. You know, we think we had it with the pandemic. No, there is more to come, but it is shaking out all the dead stuff mm -hmm. and allowing That's us right. to step into that light you know of truth and love and the more we're willing to go on that path and raise our frequency the more we will be not only part of the solution but the more that we will really enjoy the outcome of it we will indeed and we'll be able to be accepted by our brothers and sisters mm -hmm. in our neighborhood yes and um we can eliminate we can eliminate poverty we can yes. eliminate sickness we can eliminate isolation mm -hmm. um everything is possible absolutely yeah it's just it's, it all goes down to that willingness yeah how willing are you to realize there is no box how willing are you to realize you're working on an old outdated program how willing are you to delete the programming and insert wonderment a new program called wonderment exploration a willingness to understand a willingness to learn and allow mm -hmm. that to grow and be what it's meant to be because the more of us that step into that the quicker we're going to turn this tide which we are desperately needing to turn absolutely absolutely well said well spoke sarah well spoke <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. It's been absolutely fabulous. I've enjoyed Sarah, every is, minute of it. It has been my extreme pleasure not just to chat with you and meet you. And uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll get together again before Most too certainly. long. Most and uh, you take care. I'm sending all kinds of white light your way. So remember, <laughs> folks, lightworkhypnosis.com. She's got a YouTube, contact TV. Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter, Lightwork Hypnosis, and Leslie at lightworkhypnosis.com. Reach out to her. Just, you know, you could just have this nagging thing. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I can't do that. And the, the voice at the back of your head says, yes, you need to do it. Just reach out. Remember, she will talk to you first to see yeah. if she can help you, if there is something that she can do for you. It's not just to jump in. And, you know, that will put you at ease. And then when you really do find out what really is holding you back, it will be something that you can deal with so you can propel forward. So don't be afraid. You know you don't like where you are right now. Yeah. And here is a solution for you that can help you deal with it and move forward because that's what we're meant to be. Fluid creatures constantly moving. LED doesn't like to be stagnant. That's right. So true. <laughs> All right, my dear. Well, thank I'm going so to run. Take you, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Care. Until and, next and, time, folks. And Bye a very now. happy St. Patrick's Day. All right. Well. Yes, that was last week. Yes. <laughs> Bye, Bye for now. now, folks. See you. We hope that you enjoyed the show right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. Please tune in to our selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see all the other genres that we have from you. Every week on Tuesday, we bring you new shows from illuminating people. If you know someone that should be interviewed, please contact us at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com. Now stay tuned for your next show.